1: So we have a couple of things there. One, he tells us that the spirit who opposes Christ or seeks to displace Christ, this spirit of antichrist, already been in the world for more than 2,000 years now, active, opposing, contradicting, right? Deceiving. He says that eventually, eventually that spirit is going to deny the deity of Christ.
0: In John chapter 4, the author writes that the spirit of the Antichrist is already active on earth. Pastor Robert points out that this Antichrist spirit will one day culminate into denying the deity of Christ. We know then that anyone that denies Jesus as God's son has the spirit of the Antichrist. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
2: His love is I'm
1: going to begin today with a, a story. You know, uh, most of you know I came down here to train with an organization called Youth with a Mission, YWAM. And um, I worked with YWAM for eight years as a missionary and uh, doing training and taking student teams into um, the islands and into Central America. And in 1987, I I helped to lead a, a small team to the Dominican Republic. We were there for about two months, six weeks to two months working in different Cities and, and one night we were doing a service in this little church. I don't remember what town we were in, um, but it was, you know, just a small little church, maybe 40 or 50 people, I don't know. But at the end of the service, we, we did an altar call and uh, not an evangelistic altar call. We decided to just kind of open it up for prayer. If anybody needs prayer, please come forward. We'd like to pray for you. And, you know, we, um, we learned that when you do that in the islands, everybody lines up and comes down for prayer. So that night, every single person in the church was lined up to be prayed for. And the very last person in the line was a young lady, late teens, early twenties, maybe. And when, uh, when she stepped forward and the guys began to pray for her, she just went wild. I mean, nuts started screaming it was my first real face-to-face encounter with a demonic spirit. You know, It took like three or four big guys to keep her from hurting herself or somebody else. And uh, after about half an hour or so of prayer, the demon left her and she gave her life to the Lord Jesus. One of the things that I believe hinders many Christians today is a failure to really consider the reality of the spirit realm. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 tells us, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. It's a really interesting warning. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test. The idea is examine, evaluate, consider, and, and examine the spirits whether they are of God, because... Many false prophets, the idea of being false teachers, have gone out into the world. So what he's telling us is that you and I need to examine the spiritual uh, dynamic behind every teacher, preacher, and I would add into that, author to whom we give our attention. Anytime someone speaks claiming to represent the Lord Jesus, there is a spirit involved. And we need to be aware of that fact. You know, most of the time, it seems to me preachers are evaluated mostly on the basis of entertainment value. I got an email not too long ago, actually, from somebody telling me that, that I need to shout more during my sermons and I need to be more animated and get my arms going a little more. And you know, when I was a, a little boy, we attended a just a little country church, a little Southern Baptist church, and and it, it was interesting in that in that. Southern Baptist culture where I was from, the pastor was very predictable, you know, standing behind the pulpit. And our pastor when I was a little boy was a big man. He was six four, you know, big, big man. And you could see him working up there at some point during his message, you know, he was gonna pound the pulpit. And it was a big wooden pulpit. So it was almost like when you hit the middle of the cajon you know, it was like boom, everything resounding in the room. And you knew at some point that was coming. And he was a big guy, so he, he got loud no matter what, and, and you could tell, you know, he would build up to it at some point and get loud. But then there were the Church of God preachers in our area that we would always kind of joke about the little chicken walk that they did, because they always, at some point during the mess, it was just kind of like a little, this little thing they would do, and every, every Church of God pastor had some variation of that. It was just, it was just kind of a cultural thing, you know. Now... See, I agree, it's something that I'm very aware of, that we preachers need to work hard to effectively communicate God's Word. You know, we, uh, one of my mentors always said, it's, it, it, it's actually a sinful thing for a preacher or teacher to take the Word of God and make it boring. I agree with that. I agree with that. But. More important than how engaging or entertaining the messenger is the spirit behind the message. What the Bible is warning us about here is that we need to pay attention and, and take this issue very seriously. If a man or woman presents themselves as being a representative of the Lord Jesus, you know they say they are there proclaiming truth, representing Christ call themselves a Christian pastor, a Christian teacher, well, then there is a spiritual dynamic. And what he's telling us is you need to pay attention because even though they say they're representing Jesus, sometimes it's not his spirit that's involved in the message. So important. John was confronting a very specific heresy here in 1 John, and it's a heresy that you and I need to be aware of still today. But look at this. Verse 2, he says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard was coming and is now already in the world. So we have a couple of things there. One, he tells us, That the spirit who opposes Christ or seeks to displace Christ, this spirit of antichrist, already been in the world for more than 2,000 years now, active, opposing, contradicting, right, deceiving. He says eventually, eventually that spirit is going to deny the deity of Christ. Now I say eventually because... I don't think it always happens right up front in the, in the beginning. Sometimes it's obvious from the start, like with the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, they twist the Scriptures and deny that Jesus of Nazareth is fully God and fully man, that he's the only begotten Son of God. But there are those who claim that Jesus was a great prophet, and, and then the Christ Spirit came upon him when he was baptized in the Jordan River and then left him again when he was crucified, that's not biblical. It's again touching, denying that God put skin on and dwelt among us. The trouble is the spirit of antichrist is sometimes more subtle. What I mean is that sometimes false teachers appear at first to believe what we believe. They just maybe water things down a little bit and work really hard at attracting a following for themselves before they begin to express what they really believe. Verse 4 tells us you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's one of the most popular memory verses in the New Testament. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. But it, but we need to notice that this was written in the context of false teachers, false prophets. It was written in the context of this spirit of antichrist that's already at work in the false teachers in our world today. He reminds us, basically telling us, listen, you you don't need to be afraid, but you do need to be wise. You do need to pay attention. Every human being on planet earth is, is in the midst of a spiritual battle, whether or not they acknowledge the fact or accept it. And the Bible is filled with information about the enemy's tactics, warning us time and again that he wants to destroy us, that he wants to wreck our marriages, that he wants to distort our perspective, our understanding of reality. But we don't have to be afraid. We just need to take care and not be foolish. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world.
2: His love is the main thing.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today we are so excited opportunities to air main thing radio are popping up all over the united states we are so thankful to god for what he's doing and we would love to see main thing radio continue to expand sharing the gospel teaching god's word all over the world but of course bringing you main thing radio on this station comes at a cost We purchased time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
2: Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button.
0: Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.